Good morning. Love you guys. <laughs> Let's get started. Um, first and foremost, we're going to kind of just like start, jump right into, it's kind of a random thing because you could kind of look at it as a part two from last week because we're talking about Samuel again. Um, but really, honestly, what we're going to really focus in on is this message that Pastor Earl brought to us um, this last Sunday. And just so you know, uh, for this to really, really, really like, you know, bear witness in your heart, for this to really come alive inside you, you're going to really need to listen to that message. And so uh, push pause on this, go back and listen to last week's message, uh, looking for a leader. And then, and then we're going to jump right into right where Pastor Earl kind of left off. Yeah. Just to recap really quick, um, we were talking out of uh, 1 Samuel chapter 9. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 9, uh, th th this is this interesting story. Um, it was actually kind of 9, 10, 11. Like it's, it's several different passages that Pastor was talking out of. But there's this story where um, a leader has been chosen not only by God but also by the people. And that leader's response to that Call the leader's response to that opportunity to step up was to actually to go hide. And so there's this kind of question, what is it in us that hides? What is it in us that, that runs away? I definitely know that that's in me. I definitely know that I've seen that in moments where uh, I did not want the thing that God was saying is on the inside of me. Um, and so Pastor Earl kind of, rest, kind of uh, broke it down in, in a lot of different ways um, of just like this idea of in, in, in Saul's randomness of his life, God was able to find him and get him into the place where he had called him to be. Um, he talked about how um, that, that Saul's response initially was, I don't deserve this. Um, but yet God's response back to that was, I actually have something I've saved. I've set aside, especially for you. And that's kind Kind of where we ended um, on Sunday was just this idea of like um, something is set aside for you and for me and what does that actually mean and what are we going to do with that so that's really we're going to pick up this morning um, is just this idea of like um, what now so we're going to start we're going to jump into um, to chapter 10 uh, I want to call this um, a beginner's guide to dealing with greasy hair um, <laughs> um, because we jump right into this story in chapter 10. Saul has dinner with um, Samuel. Um, he gets up early the next morning to go back home because he's like, basically, your dad's worried about you now. The donkeys have been found. We're all good. So go home. And, um, and so he says, hey, send your servant on ahead. I'm, I, I need to speak to you in private. And he kind of whips out this bottle of olive oil and just <laughs> on top of Saul's head, um, and then he kisses Saul, which is kind of funny. Um, it's, it's almost like you can hear, like, the, it's Middle that's Middle Eastern, no, 100%, but nonetheless funny, you know, like, like, <laughs> um, it's one of the beautiful things about our church being, like, diverse and lots of cultures is there's just, like, lots of funny things we can kind of laugh about with each other that are just like, you know, I, hey, I didn't grow up like that, you know, like, <laughs> um, and, and so, Saul must have been surprised when this happened. Because he says, uh, Samuel um, responds to Saul, is that the reason I'm doing this is the Lord has anointed you the ruler over his uh, people Israel, his special possession. Yeah. 
And man, I think that this is like a really big thing for us to pause on for one second is that um, when we are asked to step into something like this, when God says there's a portion set aside for you, when God says you did not choose me in John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you. When, 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 John, uh, when, when God says, hey, I have something for you, um, what we want to do is make it about ourselves. What we want to do is make it about like, you know, our story and okay, this is my moment. Um, I, I was very convicted this uh, as I was like praying about this yesterday and this morning um, about just the idea that I think as a culture we really 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 crave popularity and we confuse popularity with leadership we confuse um, people like liking us a lot I know that I have confused this I have confused popularity with leadership. And so what I, what I want to talk about a little bit is what is this? What, is, what does Saul's life point to um, that is, that, that, what is the next steps? What's, what happens after the greasy hair? What happens after the anointing? What happens after we're chosen? The first thing we see um, directly after he gets up is that um, Samuel begins to impart to, to Saul what's going to happen next. He gives him some next steps. Yeah. And my, big, my, my question would be, who, do you have, who have you allowed in your life that will help you walk into the leadership you're called to? This could happen in a connect group. This could happen with your team captain. This could happen with somebody you just know that uh, is a little further down the road than you are, but this person has permission to call out on the inside of you stuff that maybe you don't fully see. Samuel gave Saul next steps. This is what's going to happen next. He tell, tells him exactly what, I mean, it helps when you're a prophet, right? Because you can like literally lay it out, right? <laughs> but he says, he says, you're going to leave from here. You're going to meet two guys. They're going to have three goats and three loaves of bread and a thing of wine. And then after that, you're going to take one of the loaves and, and accept that gift. And then next you're going to go to Gil, or to Gibeah. And, and there, that's where the, the, the Philistines, the enemies of Israel are encamped. And when you get there, um, what you're going to do, you're going to see some prophets that are worshiping. And when they um, show up, up, you are going to prophesy as well because the Holy Spirit's going to fill you. And so he just kind of gives him like, this is what's going to happen next. And then Saul kind of has the opportunity to step into that. So first and foremost, I think one next step to what to do with greasy hair would be, um, who do you have in your life that's speaking into speaking into the leadership God's put on the, on the, on the inside of you? The next thing, uh, right after this happens, so he gives him this thing and it says, Saul turns to leave, and it says his heart changed. Wow. Yeah. Um, in, this, in this, like, instruction manual, one of the things that Samuel says to Saul is, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will come on you very, in a strong way. Samuel's giving Saul a, a, a guide, a, a cheat, a hack. He's saying, this will not be possible for you to do what God's called you to do without this thing. Mm-hmm. Pastor Earl talked about this in his message as well. He talked about how God has given us this gift of the Holy Spirit and how we have full access to that as believers in Jesus Christ. So just really quickly, um, the, the Holy Spirit is there. When we first see this idea of the believers receiving the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. So if you want to find out more about that, go to Acts chapter 2 and take a look at that. Um, it's in this story, though, we, um, we see that Saul uh, is asked to step into something that he's not equipped for. He has no, he has no uh, gifting towards this. He's not a warrior. He's not a general. He's not a strategist. He's been asked to step into something he's not prepared or equipped yeah. to do. Yeah. He's good at being tall and good looking. Looking, right? Like that's what he's good at. 
Uh, and, um, and it says that he hears this, he hears this, 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 this news that there's a, a, a foreign army attacking his country. And, and, and he, so what he does is um, it says the Holy Spirit comes on him in a strong way and he responds with anger. He responds with, this is not okay. This can't stand. I think God is calling us to look at the things and the conditions that we're seeing, even in things we read today in, our, in the prayer requests that were turned into our church, and for us to respond with passion, respond with anger, respond with responsibility, respond with faith, respond with a way that maybe, maybe you don't feel on the inside of you right now. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. The Holy Spirit puts on the inside of you what you don't have. It empowers, it guides, it activates dormant gifts, and it convicts. That's where our passion comes from, is from the power of the Holy Spirit. I'll just say this really, really quick. Uh, um, I'll never forget this. When I was, uh, I was a young, young guy, uh, <laughs> no bald spot, um, and... Um, <laughs> And I was at, uh, I was working at a, as, a, as a camp counselor at a camp up in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. And I did work there for two summers. And there was this, there, there were, I had leaders and people who were over us and people oversaw us and people were imparting things to us. But my, my brother Peter and I were really drawn to this one guy that was there on staff. He was the cook for the camp. And we, he, he said, hey guys, y'all wanna go grocery shopping with me one day? And I was like, sure, I mean, yeah. He has to help carry something, we'd be glad to. So we go with him and he said, I want you to walk with me through this grocery store because even though my job here is to prepare food, I don't take that lightly. I believe that in every single thing that I do, every step that I take, I wanna make space for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide me. This is really what this looks like in our everyday life. Us pausing to create space for the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, activate, empower, convict. And so, so just that, that little hack really like spoke to me. Um, the, the, okay, let's go jump in one more thing. Okay, yeah, so uh, number three, uh, it says that when he heard this news about this foreign army, he took what was his livelihood. He took the, the, the oxen that he was um, plowing with. Uh, he took the, the thing that was actually making his, him and his family money and he sacrificed it. He cut it up and he sent it out as a message yeah, to all of Israel. Yeah. And I felt like that there's a lesson here that leadership is going to cost you something. It's gonna cost you something. It might cost you some friends. It might, it's for sure gonna cost you some time. The, this story tells us it's gonna require a new heart. This story tells us we're not gonna be able to do it on our own. This is so good. It will cost you receiving credit. Wow. You're gonna to have to give that up. Here's what happens when you're a leader and you're leading a team is that when your team succeeds, the team gets credit. Yeah. That was my team. When something goes wrong, you get to, you get to own that. <laughs> You're going to have to sacrifice being willing to receive credit. It's for sure going to cost you your insecurities. Um, I, I want to talk more about this, but I want to keep this rolling. Um, this, this is one of the most important things you can do is allow God to kill the insecurities that are on the inside of you. Um, and I'll just tell you this. I'll give you a little hack. Um, insecurities aren't in and of themselves the root cause. Insecurities come from a, a, a spirit or a mentality of comparison. Comparison begins, comparison begins with the belief that you have been rejected at something. So the way to kill insecurity in your life is to accept and believe and understand that you have wow. been accepted. Wow. 
This is, this is what kills insecurity on the inside of us. So I wanna keep moving, I'm gonna keep moving. Okay, um, number four, um, you're gonna have to be okay with being different. Saul uh, shows up after he does what his leader tells him to do. He shows up at this place and he's looking out over this army, this vast army, this oppressing, oppressive army. I, I picture that in my own head as I, as I get to talk and love and lead and pastor the people in this church. And, and, and the things that I hear back, I, I think about marriages that are, that are absolutely hopeless, that are on the rocks, that feel like you know, there is no hope, that both people are believing lies. I think about pornography and the way that it is like absolutely ruining the lives of both sides of the screen. Um, it, is, it, is, it is bondage for both sides of the screen, people participating, the people like watching. Um, I, I, I think about things like, um, you know, our, our culture being so divided. There's these, there's these enemies that we're looking out over just like Saul. And, and, and that was the moment when, when um, God came upon him suddenly and he began to prophesy. And I think that starts, that's the same for us. I think we need, God's calling us to look at these things and begin to speak and say, tell them where, where they belong. Tell them what the power they actually have in our lives. Are we willing to stand up and, and be different? Be, not say the same thing the media is saying. Not say the same yeah. thing that Twitter is saying. Not say the same thing that, that social media is saying. But to actually stand up and to say and be and be willing to be called different. Because immediately after this, uh, all of the people who knew Saul before was like, hey, can anybody prophesy? Is it well? What's the deal with this? Like, like, is this like kind of we're just like prophesying now? Farmers are prophesying. People who don't really know anything aren't trained are prophesying. And 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 and, and so Saul had to be okay with being put in a different box. Um, all right, last one. I just want to say this is uh, leaders call out the leadership in other people. That's immediately, it's immediately what had to happen for this goal that uh, Saul had to have happen, which was to conquer this enemy. He had a fractured, disunified, he had a country that was um, broken up into a bunch of different tribal backgrounds and groups and beliefs and ideals. And he had to unify these 12 tribes of people to actually get something done. So he had to call out the leadership. He had to call out the, the, the need for change. He had to call out something different on the inside of people that maybe he didn't even know or didn't have the opportunity to met, meet. He immediately, as a leader, stepped into a role where he started calling out leadership and other people. And the very, very last thing I'll say is this, and I'm not gonna talk about this at all. I'm just gonna leave this with you. Uh, leadership is about timing as well. Leadership is about timing as well. You look at the end of the story. Uh, this story is that um, Saul didn't know how to operate within the timing of God. He always wanted to step into it in his own timing, in his own strength, with his own power. And, God, and so leadership is also a ton about timing. So these are the things I wanted to leave you guys with. I love you guys a ton. Um, go listen to Pastor Earl's message. Um, I, I, I suspect we might get a part two this next week. We'll see. Um, but uh, love you guys a ton. See you guys next week.